Guardian Unlimited. Welcome to Sounds of the City, a series of six audio guides to Mediterranean cities produced in association with the new Renault Megane 2006. For more information on the car, please visit www.renault.co.uk. I'm Chris Alden, and this is Sounds of the City from Guardian Unlimited. Just a few years ago, Athens was a city that travellers tolerated rather than loved. Yes, it's the home of the Parthenon, the birthplace of democracy, uh, the biggest village in Greece. But it also had a reputation as an oppressive city, a place famous for its traffic, its 40-degree heat in summer, and coachloads of tourists everywhere you looked. But Athens is changing. The Olympics in 2004 brought a new airport, a new metro system, and any number of new refurbished hotels. And now, with the arrival of budget flights from the UK, it's building a reputation as a place of culture and spring sunshine that people visit in its own right. Now, I spent a weekend there for Guardian Unlimited to see what the fuss is about. Now, I've just arrived at Athens Airport, and I have to say, I'm already impressed. Uh, the information you need is clearly laid out in English and Greek. Uh, there's a couple of good bookshops, and in the departures hall, there's a cafe serving quite good food where you can watch the planes landing and taking off. And on the very top floor, there's even a museum of archaeological finds from the airport area. So if you want, you can start sightseeing straight away. Getting into the city is straightforward. If you want to get the metro into town, just follow the signs that say, to trains. It costs six euros and takes about 45 minutes. If you want to get the bus, the X95 will get you to the central Syntagma Square 24 hours a day for just over three euros, though it does take a little longer. And if you feel brave enough to take an Athenian taxi, they're the yellow cars waiting for you right outside. Taxi! Nothing doing there. Right, here's one coming. Apparently the trick is to shout your destination as loud as you can. And hope for the best. Sindagma! I thought for a second he was stopping there, but no. Taxis in Athens are cheap and plentiful. But there can be a bit of a risk if you're a tourist, because not many taxi drivers speak English, and you can fall prey to the odd unscrupulous one. As you can hear, the standard of driving can be a pretty poor too. The metro system in Athens, which opened just before the Olympics in 2004, is a huge step forward for the city. It makes getting around clean, convenient, cheap and reliable. And quite frankly, it puts London's tube system to shame. Buses may not be as clean, but they're just as cheap and just as reliable. You buy your ticket from a kiosk, just ask for an Isidirio, and validated on the bus. But be warned, not many bus stops have much information in English, so it can be difficult to work out which bus goes where. If you've got the bus from the airport or taken a metro to the center of town, then the chances are your first sight of Athens will be here, Syntagma Square. And this is the Trafalgar Square of Athens with constant traffic. 
and 24-hour fast food joints and kiosks. But it could also help you to orientate yourself. Most of the tourist sites, including the Acropolis and the Blaka, are to the west and south of here, to the left of Ermu, the pedestrianised street at the bottom of the square. And most of the museums and the gardens are on the other side, the higher side, near the huge parliament building set back from the main road. Here in Sintagmar, people are just wandering around. There's people coming out of the, the tube station, going off towards the shopping district. There's tourists, young backpackers with the, backpack, with the backpacks on their backs. Quite a lot of people just seem to be just sitting on benches and doing nothing at all. People sitting in their sunglasses, an old man sitting there, I think he's um, choosing his lottery numbers. It's just quite a pleasant place to sit and relax in the sunshine. The peripteral, as kiosks are known, are one of the most convenient things about being in Athens. These little shops that are basically just little stalls in the road sell absolutely everything. And the people who run the places sit in there all day long um, serving people. And they, they often have windows on, on three sides and just one door in the back. They're wonderful little places. They sell newspapers, magazines, pens, cigarettes. Sort of equivalent to the British newsagent, but they have much, much more in a much smaller space. Food in Athens should hold few surprises to you if you've been to a Greek restaurant back home. But if not, there are the three main staples. Um, first, there's the spanagopita, or spinach pie, which uh, many Athenians eat instead of breakfast. Um, second, there are grilled foods, uh, usually meat or fish, in lemon or olive oil. Um, and you should definitely try a souvlaki or kebab from a takeaway stall. There's a butcher behind me sharpening his knives and chopping meat for the day. And third, there are the dips and salads, which uh, Greeks call mezedes. And these are the shared dishes, which make Greek food with people and friends such a pleasurable experience. But don't forget these days there are also many more international op options in Athens. Um, sushi is particularly popular at the moment. Athenians come to the hills above the city to escape the chaos below. Now, I've just stumbled across a couple of bazooki players sitting on the green slopes of the Acropolis trying out their material in the afternoon sun. Below us you can see the ancient agora and the domes of a Byzantine church. It really doesn't get much better than this. You, do you play in the, in the clubs? You the bazooka? Yeah? Uh, no. No. <laughs> We're not professionals, we're just... <laughs> it's enthusiasts. <laughs> enthusiasts. Yeah, very, it's very, very good. Absolutely fantastic. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. And a beautiful place to be as well. <laughs> Well, Athens is a city of seven hills, famously, and it feels like I'm climbing all seven of them at once. The ancient heart of the city of Athens is the Acropolis. The word in Greek is Aquapolis, which means top of the town, and that's exactly where I'm standing now, on a rocky outcrop at the highest point for almost a mile around, looking down on the white city stretching in every direction below. Above me, the Greek flag is flying, there's a wind up, and next to me is the Parthenon, the temple of Virgin Athena, and the most powerful symbol of Greece. 
It's easy to understand why so many people come here and, and fall in love with the place. But I think it helps to come to the Acropolis on a day like today when there aren't many visitors. The hills all around are spring green and it's cool enough to wander about. And from up here you can also see why Athens is one of the most polluted cities in the world. There's almost a perfect ring of hills around the city, creating a basin that traps all the gases from the traffic. But that's also why it's so pleasantly warm. Up close, the first thing that strikes you about the Parthenon is its sheer size. But the thing about the Parthenon is that it's meant to be seen from a distance. If you want to be a real geek about it, you can stand as close to the columns as you can and work out how the architects curved them so they look straight when viewed from the city below, or how they used the golden ratio to make it the most pleasing expression of economy of form. Or you could just do what everyone else is doing and take a photo for your album. I'm here at the Acropolis with uh, Lynn Robertson from uh, Miami. Um, I understand that you burst into tears at the sight of it. I certainly did. I have been studying this since I was 19 years old. I have never been to Greece until now. I am 56 years old. This was the dream of a lifetime. No one can ever describe that moment when the glory of 5th century BC Greece bursts upon you. It made me cry. From up here, you can also see how the city has grown from being just a little town in what is now Plaka and is reaching up the slopes of the hills in a great suburban sprawl. And one of the best illustrations of this is in the Museum of the City of Athens on an unpronounceable square just off Stadio Street, where you can go in for free and see the 19th century pastoral paintings of Athens with sheep grazing on the slopes of the Acropolis. Today, on the main path that skirts the Acropolis, you have to dodge motorcycles and even the occasional small car. The Plaka, which is the area in the shadow of the Acropolis, just to the south and west of Syntagma, is the oldest and the most touristed part of the city. In summer, it can be absolutely overwhelming, with tourists jostling for position with restaurant touts, and that's when locals give the place a wide berth. But today, and in spring, it's got a lovely feel about it. Greeks and tourists are mixing in the tavernas below the Acropolis. The fish and the meat are on the grill, the ouzo bottles are on the tables, and it's archetypal, laid-back Greece. A more upmarket part of Plaka is the area near Thysseo metro station, where there's a stretch of cafes and tavernas with a rear view of the Acropolis over the railway tracks. At any time of day, this is a great place to come. If you've been visiting the ancient agora or marketplace, this is where to come and have coffee afterwards. Or if you fancy a slap-up feed on your last night in town, there are some great restaurants with tables outside on Adrianou Street, where you can sit back and watch the world go by. I'm with Brian Church, a writer on the local newspaper, The Athens News, and of the best-selling book, Learn Greek in 25 Years. Brian, you've lived here for 12 years. How has the city changed in that time? Uh, it's got uh, better, more organised, but it's also got more expensive. Uh, you'll no longer find Athens a very cheap uh, place to visit, but it's still just as nice and just as safe. Where should I visit apart from the Acropolis? 
Yes, you, you know, I've never visited the Acropolis in 12 years here, but we uh, w- won't mention that too much. Uh, anywhere in Athens is quite nice. Um, there's just lots of tavernas, lots of uh, coffee places. I mean, if you just want a good weekend break, it's a great place to come. Uh, we're walking now in a, a street whose name I can't pronounce. I think it's Kida Athenaeon. And we're coming up to my favourite taverna, whose name I also can't pronounce, Tabakalirakia, which is uh, to do with a codfish, and it's just a great place to eat. I recommend here. Do you think Greece has got more westward looking in the last sort of 12 years? Almost definitely. Uh, I think the basic uh, sort of conspiratorial attitude of people has not changed at all. If anything's become more nationalist or whatever. But uh, yes, it's that uh, they judge themselves by the West and things have become much more organised. The internet, the idea that uh, consumers do have some rights, that, that kind of thing, it's, uh, it's, it's improved. Uh, on the whole, though, if, if Greeks see that you like the country and enjoy being here, they, they will reciprocate that, that kind of spirit. But you do have to be careful. Ne- never give a large banknote, never give out a 50 euro for a 2 euro purchase. You might not see it ever again. So be careful. Psiri, an area near Plaka on the north side of Monastiraki metro, has transformed itself in recent years. It used to be the most ramshackle part of town. Now it's the Soho of Athens. There were about a dozen bars here in a space of about 100 yards and the trick seems to be get a table as close to the pavement as you can to watch the passing crowds. Not that I've got much chance of that. It's one in the morning here and the place is absolutely packed. Ari, so just found you here in Siri. Um, why, why did you come out here? Because I think uh, this is an excellent area for entertainment and uh, there are a lot of people going, coming around, a lot of tourists. So it's a, it's a hot spot for Athens. Tell me about um, the bouzoukia, because I've never done this, I've never been bouzoukia. to bouzoukia. Well, it's a traditional uh, Greek uh, music, and uh, foreigners usually ask for it when they come to this area. Uh, you can find bouzoukia from uh, one, uh, uh, like, uh, they're very close, uh, each place to another. And you can hear the music, and when uh, something is, uh, you know, uh, t- tickling your ear, you can uh, step in- inside and you can have a look. So you judge, you can you can hear from the outside what it's like inside. Course, yeah, because it's a, a traditional Greek music, uh, and uh, as, uh, bouzouka is accompanied by drinks. So the more you drink, the more uh, fun you have, and uh, the more you know uh, dance you do. How do you avoid getting uh, ripped off in? Because, you know, I understand you can go in. If I'm on my own, for example, I might get charged, you know, something like, you know, 70, well, 80 euros for a whiskey or... Well, I don't think this uh, happens in this area. Oh, okay, because, that's good. Because uh, it's uh, populated, as you can see, and uh, people uh, will uh, test the difference. And if something bad happens, they will actually refer it to somebody. And this area is patrolled. Oh, just nearly being run over by a car there. Um, there's a tradition, I think you know, of Athenians of being very, staying up very late. Um, I mean, in your experience, I mean, is that is that a justified one? Well, it's, yeah, it's a it's a habit that uh, Greeks uh, cannot uh, get rid of. It's half past two in the morning here in Psiri, in Athens. And because I'm a bit of a tourist at heart, I've come out to find some bazookia. That is late night music on the bouzouki, um, the Greek version of the guitar. It's a bit like uh, the ancient lyre. Now, now I'm quite nervous about this because I've been told that it can be spectacularly expensive. 
But, but when I came in, I tried to get a beer and I was told, no, the minimum order is a bottle of wine and some fruit. So, so I'm eating my fruit and drinking my wine and having a great time like everybody else is here. But heaven knows it's gonna, what it's going to cost me, but I'm beginning to suspect that these Greeks are trying to get me drunk. Well, I've just come out of the bazooki bar, and, and I have to say the damage wasn't that bad. It was 30 euros, including a tip, for um, a bottle of quite nice Greek wine that I couldn't drink all of, um, and some slices of orange, slices of pear that, that really went well with it, and, um, and were quite refreshing after my meal earlier. Now, it's 10 to 4, and um, as I understand it from the uh, guidebook, um, it's embarrassingly early to be going to bed, but... Um, I can see most people are, seem to be in taxis and cars heading home, so um, I'm going to call it a night, and, um, well, I think the, uh, just hope they get home safely. Nine o'clock in the morning here. I've slept for only four hours and I'm at the Monastiraki flea market, which is the place to be on a Sunday morning. And there are stall holders here selling everything from old pots and pans, antiques, books, bracelets, and unfortunate looking caged birds. All the paraphernalia that you could dream of filling your spare room with. There's even a coin seller here who's selling one penny pieces for a euro at a time. Maybe I should go into that kind of business. The thing to do here is just to grab a coffee at one of the coffee shops um, on the promenade which is drenched with sun right next to the Acropolis and um, watch the world go by. Now coffee is an institution in Greece and to demonstrate it I'm sitting at um, a table outside a cafe neon, a coffee shop, um, by a main road of course, um, with the two main types of coffee that you get in Greece. Um, on my left is the frappe. Now this comes in a glass. It's, um, it's quite sweet. It's basically Nescafe in a glass mixed with milk and sugar and ice. Um, and you can, um, you have to mix it up with your straw to make it taste nice. And it's like a coffee milkshake and it's very nice on a hot summer's day. Now on my right, I've got the Illinigogafe, which is Greek coffee. Um, this is the coffee of old Greece. This is the stuff that tastes, and it's very nice, this is the stuff that tastes like mud when you get to the bottom of the glass. Um, don't try and down it all in one, it will be disgusting. Until then, it's basically like an espresso, and it comes in a little espresso-like cup. Absolutely fantastic stuff. Both of them come with water, um, which um, is an essential accompaniment to um, a coffee in Greece. And uh, oh, with these little two babies here, I can sit and watch the world go by. Just to the east of Syntagma are the National Gardens of Athens. This is quite the centre of life on a Sunday morning. People are sitting by the palm trees and the orange trees. They're out jogging. They're doing Tai Chi on the grass. And there's even a man playing the barrel organ. In the park, there's also a little zoo where people are feeding the ducks and there's some goats and donkeys which are so much the feature of village life in Greece. 
One of the wonderful things about Athens at this time of the year are the oranges uh, in the trees. Um, there are orange trees on almost every main street. Um, they're absolutely beautiful to look at, especially on a sunny day. Um, there are oranges on the floors, on your feet, under your feet, um, and the smell of citrus just pervades the air, even in some of the more polluted areas. It really is wonderful. One of my personal favourite places in Athens is the Museum of the City of Athens. The museum is based on the south side of the absolutely unpronounceable Klafthamonos Square, which is near Panepistimio metro station. The museum has a scale model of the old city of Athens and several rather idealised 18th and 19th century paintings of the Acropolis, surrounded by nothing but green fields leading down to the sea. It really gives you a sense of how fast the city has grown and where it's coming from. Ancient sites aside, the uh, architecture of Athens really isn't much to speak of. Now, I'm in the uh, fairly upmarket district of Golonaki, which has uh, little boutique shops, boutique hotels, um, branches of Burberry and other international brands. And most of the architecture still here is the six-story apartment block. These are the blocks that um, replaced the uh, neoclassical mansions that used to take up much of the city um, before the uh, population explosion just after the Second World War. But Kolonaki is also home to Greece's most innovative and beautiful museums. The Bernaki, with its collection of Islamic art, um, is a fantastic mansion in itself. And the Cycladic Art Museum, uh, which hosts sculptures from the Greek islands that were made more than 5,000 years ago, um, is an incredibly simply constructed museum and really fascinating to go and see. It's also not that far from here um, in Golanaki up to um, Exarchia, which is um, near Omonia, Omonia. Um, and that's where the archaeological museum is. Um, and that has finds from all over Greece. And if you're planning to do a tour of the ancient sites of the Peloponnese and Delphi, then you really should go there. Well, that was amazing. I've just been lucky enough to catch the last 10 minutes of a church service here on Sunday evening in the church of Aya Ekaterina, which is a 12th century Byzantine church. Absolutely beautiful, with red tiles, um, weeds growing out of the roof, and it's built on the site of an ancient temple, so people here have been worshipping here for centuries. A fantastic little place. The priest was singing beautifully, the saltist was singing beautifully, and I'm so glad that I managed to catch it. Last ten minutes on a Sunday night. And the thing about Athens, or anywhere in Greece in fact, is you can just wander in to a church service for five minutes if that's all you've got time for. Listen to the singing, get a bit of peace in your life, and, and then wander out again. Um, that's what people do. It's very laid back and very relaxed. Um, yeah, I really recommend it. I really recommend trying to catch a church service while you're in Athens. That, that was just such a, a peaceful and relaxing experience. Well, this is it, the end of my last night in Athens. And, and I'm looking up at the Acropolis by night. Um, and I have to say, this is definitely the image that I'll remember the city by. Um, the Parthenon set against the night sky, lit up by the giant lamps that they've got. Um, 
You know, it's possible very much to agree with the uh, the American woman I met by the Acropolis who was saying, well, you know, she shed a tear when she saw the place. Um, it really does that to you. And it only remains to say goodbye, Athens, and hello, Athens. It's the same word, Yasu Athena. Guardian Unlimited. With special thanks to the Greek National Tourism Organization, the Metropolitan Hotel, and to EasyJet, who fly to Athens from London Gatwick and London Luton.